Hello and welcome to this week's My News Wrap. News about SAP Microsoft. Now, as I announced earlier this week, um, oh, Mikro doesn't hold. One moment. Yeah. Um, as I announced earlier this week, um, I will give you some um, special episode on DSAG. On the DSAG live event that took place this week from Monday till today till Friday and um, so I will deviate from the usual agenda and purely focus on that topic. There are two things that I want to mention before I start. Point one, um, it's purely my point of view that, that I present here. Also I'm, I'm voluntary working for DSAG in two special interest groups. This is not really my point of view on, on what happened this week. And second, um, it will be longer than the usual episode. So there will be, um, well, I think 50 minutes or so because yeah, five days, 10 keynotes, there is quite some stuff to say. Okay, let's start, let's go on. Um, DSHE Live, um, the remote version of the annual conference of the German-speaking user group. The topic of this year was looking ahead to the long-term future, safeguarding sustainable success. There have been several um, press statements out. I linked them in my um, notes to this session. Uh, the most important one from my perspective is the link to the uh, DSAG survey um, and to the press release, because there are all the, the um, well, basic informations there that are often referenced within the keynotes. Then I also want to draw your attention to an upcoming SAP podcast by uh, Christian Michel uh, in the Close the Gap series, where he has several interviews with SAP members that have had sessions at the SAG Live. They will be broadcasted, I think, next week. And in addition, um, all the keynotes will become available on YouTube. There are already at the moment of this recording, I think six keynotes out there. So all the keynotes will become available there. Now, <clears throat> how did uh, things go at DSAG Live? Well, this year it was a, a five day event due to the well, different setting of the stage. And day one started with um, the keynote of the CEO of DSAG, as well as the keynote of the CEO of SAP Marco Lenk and Christian Klein. Now Marco Lenk um, put as, as the basis of his talk the DSAG survey, that's kind of the usual thing every year. And he um, highlighted several points based on this survey. First of all, um, the topic digitalization, which was kind of the, the red line through all the talks at um, DSAG Live. Um, well, the crisis made it apparent, digitalization is needed more than ever. However, the DSAG survey clearly showed that IT budgets get cut and sometimes there are really severe cuts within the budget. Now, um, taking a look or making some kind of, of pulse check, the degree of digitalization in companies moved forward due to the COVID-19 crisis. Um, but it's, it's not where it could be, and it's not equally distributed in all companies out there. 
So as a consequence, what Marco highlighted and what also is part of the, the survey, there is a big tension between um, a decreasing revenue in the companies, a cut in the IT budget, and an urgent need of digitalization. And this, of course, impacts also the, the SAP units within the company. So um, another point that came out and um, was highlighted by Marco um, was the consequences on S4 HANA projects. So, so what happens to them if the, the budget gets cut? So the result was that 43% um, of S4 HANA projects are now delayed or they are pushed back indefinitely. So now it comes in quite handy that the, the maintenance of the business suite was extended, but uh, this is kind of a, of a real problem. Um, and another point that was highlighted by, by Marco Lenk, and I think that was really important is, switching to S4 HANA doesn't automatically mean that you are digitalized within your company. So this is also something that you have to, to keep in mind. Now, the biggest pain points for companies that also came out of the survey is, um, well, they, they need to improve the efficiency of their existing processes, where they lay most of the, the effort in at the moment. But in addition, they need to develop new digital business models and services, because otherwise they, they will not be able to survive. Now, um, this is something that, that was really stressed by Marco, that there is the need to change the business models and not only to, to bring digital business processes in the companies. So that's simply a difference. And what also became quite clear is that um, networking and relationships between customers and partners become essential, especially in crisis, and they need to be handled much more flexible. And this is something that, that companies have to keep in mind. Now, as a consequence of all that, the, the platform strategy becomes more and more important. So all the topics like integration, bringing out new business models fast, exploring, experimenting is super important. And uh, what, what was highlighted by these AGs and which kind of reflects what all the members have is the future is still hybrid. So there are um, things that, that stay on-prem. There are systems that stay on-prem. Um, and there are systems that, that can go to the cloud without any hassle. So um, this is something that DSAG really heavily stressed. There is one good news concerning the platform strategy from the point of view that, that I'm taking concerning Microsoft, because um, according to the survey, SAP and Microsoft are the most relevant providers when it comes to the digitalization of core processes. Um, and this is really focusing on, let's say, application development. It's not about operating systems. It's not infrastructure as a service. Um, and if you take a look at the numbers, keep in mind that um, within SAP platform, there is also the cloud platform integration um, incorporated there. And that's why there is a quite high adoption of SAP um, cloud platform. And there was one thing that, that was highlighted and what's highly appreciated is that the, the strength of SAP are the core processes like FI, CO and so on. And that's really undoubted by all the members and that's really something that is highly appreciated. However, 
um, picking up the the results of the survey of last year and comparing them with the survey of this year. Um, one big topic was the product strategy and the trust of the customers of SAP in the product strategy. And the good news is it increased, um, but the not so great news is the level is still low. And this is definitely an issue because um, that's also was what, what Marco Lenk or that's what Marco Lenk stressed um, reputation is one of the key criteria when you decide for or against a vendor. It's no longer longer features or something like that. It's um, trust, it's reputation of the vendor. So from, from my personal perspective, from my point of view, um, this DSAG service really super uh, important and it's always inter it always delivers very interesting insights in the customer base of, of SAP. I think um, 2021 will be really um, challenging, be very interesting with regard to this conflict of we need to do uh, digitalization and well, we, we have a, a cut in budgets. What I also liked, well, that's no surprise, Microsoft is number two when it comes to past platforms for the DSAG members. That's simply great news. Now, as the second keynote of, of day one was after that delivered by uh, Christian Klein of SAP, um, who, yeah, perfectly picked up um, all the, the topics that um, Marco presented um, and enrich them a bit with SAP's point of view. So um, what for him became clear in the crisis is, of course, that uh, digital business models are the key um, and that they will last quite also after the crisis. Another point that he um, stressed was that trust and sustainability are two key ingredients in order to keep business models alive. And this kind of... Um, well, connected well to what, what Marco said. Now, Christian Klein switched to, to the um, kind of SAP take on the problem. And he says, he said, one of the most important problems of enterprises are that they, they have a lot of systems and they are fragmented all over the enterprises. So the data resides in silos um, and as a consequence, end-to-end -end digitalization becomes super heavy. Um, super difficult so you cannot do a really end-to-end -end process from um, from from e-commerce to a digital supply chain if you have those silos then he made one statement that um, for me personally felt a bit strange and it was a bit of a, of a dig to the hyperscalers and he said that lift and shift is not sufficient i mean of course that's true it's not sufficient but um i don't know what was the intention of the of that statement to be honest it was just a little bit strange for me. Now then, then he switched over to what is SAP targeting in order to address those problems. And um, there he came up with um, the goal to have a really modular landscape, um, a really modular suit of, of solutions where you have a core plus industry-specific add-ons. And this is something that um, I, I already mentioned in previous episodes. It's the, the industry cloud that he was targeting. Um, and the industry cloud comprises all the 
well, differentiating processes in different industries. At least that's what he was uh, coining uh, this industry cloud. And um, for um, SAP, the industry cloud is not the place of SAP, at least not the, the where, where SAP has a big footprint, but it's the place for, for partners and for co-innovations with customers. So that's, from my perspective, one of the important key messages from um, this year's DSHE Live. Now then he also um, took up one point that DSAG often stressed and that's um, cloud first is not cloud only. And this is something that he said uh, SAP has understood. And from what I have seen throughout the week, well, SAP has listened to that. Um, I have the feeling they struggle a bit and I did not see a clear answer how the industry cloud um, that is cloud only kind of fits into that into that picture. Well, that's my my taking. Um, then Christian kind of stressed the focus topics uh, for SAP for for this year and for the for next years um, in order to make this modular landscape reality. Point one integration. No surprise that he um, that he stressed that, um, especially on the aspect to avoid data silos. Then he stressed the topic of a, of a semantic data model across all solutions, which targets the one data model initiative. Then he brought, brought up the point security, which is important. And then he brought up one point that, that really surprised me. And that's the, the statement that one focus topic is low code and no code solutions. Um, I didn't expect SAP to stress that area, to be honest. And I hope that they will be partnering with different players out in the market. So up to now, as far as I have seen, Mendix is kind of the, the go-to thingy um, in that area, but there are other solutions out there and customers are using other solutions out there. So let's see how, how this thing evolves. Um, next, he, he brought up the point of um, what is now the, the key topic in order to be successful with uh, digitalization and that's the, the redesign of the business processes. Uh, this is perfectly in sync with um, the, the statement of Marco Lenk of DSAG and he stressed that SAP delivers best practices in order to um, come along with those redesigns. Um, then he also stressed that artificial intelligence must be integrated into business processes. Well, if you take a look at what SAP is shipping, that's not a real big surprise from my perspective. I think that there is a big gap between where customers stand at the moment and, and where SAP wants them to stand. And I think this, this gap is quite big at the moment. And then he also brought up one other point that was reflected in several other talks at this week, and that was the project runtimes must be shorter. So SAP has to support more in that area. Um, especially with technical tools in order to make migrations and so on and so forth. So this is also something that's, that's on the plate um, for SAP. So wrapping up this talk, um, I think the, the most important central point is the industry cloud was mentioned over and over again. This really seems to be the thing. Um, well, the, the other points that were mentioned and that were highlighted and that were said SAP is working on were exactly the ones that were addressed by DSAG. 
Um, one, one remark, the SAP keynote was also, there have also been, I think, one or two uh, customer testimonials in there. Or perhaps it's only me, but um, they don't bring anything forward in, in such a keynote, to be honest. It's the German-speaking user group and, and the customer testimonial by SAP. Well, no surprise that, that within those testimonials they say that they have really made big progress with digitalization with SAP. Um, that's what I expect. Then um, there was a discussion, a short round of discussion between DSHG and SAP. That was kind of the, the structure of every day, so two keynotes and the discussion. Within the discussion, the um, the key messages were stressed again by both parties, so the necessity for integration. Um, it was highlighted that the SAP key asset are business processes, business value. Um, super fair point, and that's something that I, all the customers also see SAP in, and that's also something that was appreciated. And the importance of the industry cloud and co-innovation. Now, there was one, one statement that uh, resonated with me, and that's um, something that you have to keep in mind from my perspective. Only increasing efficiency within projects will be not enough because um, just focusing on that will increase the risk that you run into data silos, that you run into isolated processes, mm -hmm. and that you run into process breaks. Um, this is where, where all the networking topics come into play. And this is really, from my perspective, a, a very important point. Um, and that was also one, one statement by DSHG. I don't remember exactly who made it in the round, but... Um, it was quite fitting because uh, the statement was that AI in one process is no real gain. It's, it's basically useless. Um, AI must be applied across process boundaries. So always the end-to-end -end processes must be taken into account. And that, that was something that I um, really liked to hear. Yeah, that, that was basically, basically it from, from day one. So as usual, the, the general keynotes picking up the DSAG surveys. So now let's go to um, day two. Day two us usually um, um, is dedicated to more the, the technical areas. And there was one keynote before that by um, Ralph Peters of DSAG and Thomas Sauersig of SAP on the finance and value chain, how to make a sustainable future already today. And well, the, the basic statement in that area was that um, innovation for the sake of innovation is worthless if it's not adding any business value. I think that's especially how innovation is hyped at the moment in several formats, it's an important statement. Then the, let's say mantra of day one was, was picked up. It was uh, cloud first, but not cloud only. Uh, digitalization is always, um, or has always to take into account the end-to-end -end process, the end-to-end -end story. And new business models are necessary, like um, XYZ as a service. Now, what, what was kind of brought in there was, yeah, then um, you need uh, to think about consumption-based billing uh, and so on and so forth. If you do that, um, yeah, that's true. I, I was a bit surprised that SAP was stressing that that much. I don't know if that came from the area of SAP Cloud Platform. 
um, where they are, they are a bit struggling with the topic, um, especially with the pay-as-you-go stuff. So, I don't know, that, that was kind of of a, of a alien thing within the discussion. Now, what was stressed by SAP and what is where I personally also see SAP when it comes to innovations, they are business innovations. So they, they won't bring up technical innovations. Um, then SAP um, kind of switched over to the, uh, let's say, usual topics like um, point one industry cloud. So they, they picked up the message of day one. And there was one announcement that was um, surprising to me that was the mobile enabling um, that was stressed that the, the S4 HANA cloud is highly mobile enabled. Um, and there is a beta program for some native mobile support on SAP S4 HANA cloud, as far as I understood. I never heard about that, but that was um, a message by, by Thomas Salisic. Then Thomas brought up another important topic that was um, based in the um, discussion round of day one, and he picked it up as the topic of sustainability. And he said uh, sustainability must be part of the enterprise's KPIs. Um, from my perspective, highly appreciated. That's great. Um, and he said, as a consequence, the, the, the sustainability must be holistic and deeply integrated into business processes and data models. And this is where SAP is going for. Um, he also addressed the, the Climate 21 initiative. I put a link into show notes, um, what's, what's behind that, that SAP is pushing forward. Now, um, on the other side of the house, of the, on the DSAG side, um, it was mentioned that, of course, cloud is an enabler, um, be it S4HANA cloud, be it uh, SAP Cloud Platform, whatsoever, um, but SAP is not always making it easy to adopt it. So there is some, some double licensing issues if you have an S4HANA cloud user who needs access to S4HANA on-prem. Um, typical situation if you have some, some satellites, uh, some satellite subsidiaries where you introduce S4HANA cloud and you have your core um, enterprise running on S4HANA on-prem, you need two licenses for that user. And uh, what was also addressed, um, which was kind of picking up the, the message from day one is there are missing migration tools. And because we all start from on-premise, if you want to do to, to go to the cloud, well, we need that that tools in order to make the transition uh, smooth and, and easy. Then there was one topic that was mentioned um, and that was put as an, a highlight for, um, for SAP. And that's localization, especially legal requirements. That's a key asset of SAP and that's a key asset that was very well appreciated by uh, the DSAG by the users of SAP also picked up on the last day. Then there was a positive feedback by DSAG on the on the new roadmap explorer that I think is really cool. And the influencing topic, I personally do not agree with the influencing topic. Um, I think the focus of the statement was uh, that Ariba is now, for example, part of SAP's influencing program, which was not the case before. But for me, the SAP influencing program is still not very transparent. Um, and there was one gap and, um, um, yeah, stressed by, by DSAG, and that's the connection between roadmaps and the influencing programs that's missing and that's really important. So um, this non-technical part from my point of view has two, two key messages. 
is the, the sustainability that is really pushed forward by SAP. And it's really great to see that SAP picks up on the topic. And um, I think SAP has clearly understood that business is their core asset and it's adding value there and this is highly appreciated and customers see that this is really the thing where SAP shines and um, that's where SAP should push their, their investments. Now then there was the, for me personally, um, awaited keynote by uh, Stefan Peach and uh, Jürgen Müller from DSG and SAP concerning cloud and cloud topics. So um, Stefan started with a general introduction, like what are the key pillars for the cloud, namely scalability, flexibility, delivering innovations, delivering them fast. And he brought up the example of how Microsoft scaled MS Teams during the COVID pandemic. And well, that's, that's something that um, is really a, a very good example for that. I also put in the link um, to a video of Microsoft that uh, shows what happened behind the scenes. And that's really quite some surprising insights. Uh, then Stefan clearly stated that cloud is not a yes or no. So uh, it's it's no longer a point of discussion. It, the answer is always yes, we, we will go to the cloud. Perhaps not with all our assets, but we we will go at least partly to the cloud. But there is a lot of confusion in the land of cloud. So there is a very, very high need for, for information and for consulting. And when it comes to enterprises, there are some obstacles like security. That's, I think, quite obvious. And um, the topic of shared responsibility. And this is something really that I, I really like to hear because this shared responsibility topic is something that's often forgotten. If you go to the cloud, you, sh you still, depending on the service that you use, you have a responsibility. Um, and there was one citation of a study. I don't know where this was from. Um, that was about cloud security. And it was stating that in 2025, 90% of all the cloud security problems will be on the customer side. Um, and this is something that um, comes into play when, when we talk about uh, security by default that was addressed to SAP and the topic of zero trust, which is more a customer specific topic. Then Stefan highlighted that data security is a topic, of course, and it's a very complex topic with a lot of influencing factors, depending on the data and so on and so forth. And he also highlighted another point that I really like to see in a keynote. And that's the, the flip side, the other side of elasticity, of scalability, of flexibility, and that's costs. Because you pay for what you use within the cloud. And if you use more, you pay more. And maybe you use something in an extent that you wouldn't want to. So um, governance and cost control is needed right from the start. And I, that really resonated with me that uh, Stefan addressed that right from the start. Okay, then um, after those, those general remarks of Stefan, he switched over to um, SAP and cloud computing. So he once again stressed cloud first, not cloud only, because it's simply not applicable for every company. And um, he also brought up the point of the need for, let's say, integration purposes to have a harmonized technical and semantic perspective on APIs and data models which is also something that was addressed now several times over the last years. And the point of trust that yeah, was also mentioned in day one, um, especially when it comes to 
cloud vendors because going to the cloud also means you have a kind of a different degree of, of dependency to your cloud vendor. This is where um, Jürgen Müller took over and um, well, presented kind of SAP's offering. Um, it's quite clear that the business technology platform is the central pillar for SAP and he made the clear statement that the integration of SAP products will be as easy as never before. That's at least the goal. Smoothly going over to the integration topic. So um, as I said last in the last episode, the roadmap um, for integration and the current status quo is publicly available. So we have wave one, which is I think at 90% at the end of the year 2020, at least that's a goal. And SAP will not stop there. So there will be a wave two in preparation. Then there was two further news. If you watch this, this podcast, they're not really new to you. Um, it's the DS4 HANA on-prem APIs are now part of the API Business Hub. And SAP Graph is now uh, available also with a sandbox, which is partially true because that's only for, um, not for on-premise systems. Then he took up on the second point that is well, one of the, the key topics of SAP, that's the master data. It's the one data model ODM that he stressed. And I have to say, when taking a look at the SAP graph APIs and the, how their, their, their responses look like, I'm a bit skeptical about the one data model um, of, of the graph that I exposed via the graph API, because I, I really see issues about um, let's say domain-driven design and, and making good APIs and what is exposed at the moment. But yeah, maybe it's just me. There was some discussion I think going on on Twitter. There have been some blogs. I'm skeptical. I'm not really convinced. Well, then he brought up the services that come along. So uh, master data integration service and so, and this is where DSAG kind of chimed in and said, yes, that's true, but there are still a lot of gaps concerning a business partner, one of the, I think, central parts of, of S4HANA and the customer when integration. SAP is aware of that, SAP is working on that. That's kind of the message that came over. Then um, Jürgen brought up the points that, well, due to this hybrid approach, extending SAP on-prem systems with the cloud is one of the key topics and the obstacles to do so should be as low as possible. However, there is no integration roadmap available right now because the integration roadmap that is currently in place is um, focusing on, on all the cloud products. But the good news is they are working on an integration roadmap. So that was kind of the, the two um, keynotes. Nice side note uh, on that one. Uh, before the keynote, Stephen Peach released a, a video on YouTube introducing the basic cloud terms, so a cloud 101 video. Um, I also linked that in the show notes. Now, from my perspective, um, based on this, these keynotes up to, up to this point, um, SAP is working on the topics. They are making progress. They are not where they're, they're not there yet. So there's still some work to do. Um, for me, it seems to be quite hard for, for SAP to accept, to accept the hybrid reality of customers and to, to um, kind of align with it. So at least that's, that's my perception. And one thing that I would like to mention is um, there have been some demos during the first days. Uh, SAP was always stating 
we know that reality at customer side is hybrid. However, all the demos have been with S4 HANA cloud systems. So I don't know why, why that was, uh, if, if you want to bring over the message that hybrid is, is important to you. Um, after that, as I said before, usual thingy discussion, DSAG and SAP. Um, some very important points were brought by, by DSAG. Highly appreciated. Um, cloud is not only SAP, so all the companies are, are using different cloud vendors. So there are simply more players out there. The hyperscalers out there and they do not only act as infrastructure as a service providers, um, which is just true from my perspective. Uh, and I have the feeling SAP struggling with that, but that's reality. Um, Stefan also saw, uh, uh, saw that, um, well, customers use best of breed. So it's just a matter of fact and, and pass is not sub alone. That's, that's also clearly stated within the DSAG survey. So um, that's reality. And then one thing, one important thing, um, kudos to Stefan Peach. He addressed the free tier topic of SAP Cloud Platform that was originally brought up by Tobias Hoffman, who wrote a blog about that. Um, he addressed this within the discussion round and Jürgen then said there will be news around SAP TechEd in December. Um, basically, there will be two news. The time limitation will be, I'm not quite sure, lifted or extended to quite extensive amount, which is nice. Um, but what is more important, uh, free tiering on SAP Cloud Platform will come. And that's, I think, the, the more important topic. I expect more from SAP when, when there is SAP TechEd. Um, what was stressed again was the, the integration topic and especially the integration between cloud and on-premise. So hybrid scenarios. And um, in the aftermath of this day, there was um, uh, an article uh, published by Jürgen Müller on his LinkedIn account on hybrid integration. I post the link in the show notes. So some thoughts about what, what SAP were thinking about. And again, as, as, as a red line, the topic of sustainability was stressed again. So um, wrapping up day two, um, from my perspective, the keynote of Stephen Peach addressed exactly the right points. And I, I really liked the points that he highlighted concerning um, um, governance and this shared responsibility in the cloud because they, they are often overlooked. Um, well, I hope that SAP will, will make fast progress with the on-prem topics, uh, so on-prem and, and cloud integration topics. And there is one thing that I really did not like and that struck me the first two days and that were several side remarks by SAP concerning um, SAP non-SAP systems. So there was one statement that when dealing with SAP data, use SAP technology. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Um, customers will not buy into SAP exclusively. There will be more players out there. There will be a side-by-side -side extension not on SAP um, um, platforms. And I really hope that I simply listen too critically um, and SAP will not put in any, any barriers in order to leave the, the safe walls of SAP. And yeah, um, as sustainability was stressed again, I really hope that um, this sustainability topic will not only arrive 
at SAP and, and, and Microsoft, but it will also arrive in the mindsets of customers and partners. But yeah, let's see what happens there because I, I did not see it there to a large extent. Now there have been three more days where there have been keynotes. Um, these keynotes or the topics of these keynotes kind of are outside of my area of expertise, to be honest, but I want to draw some, some points that I took with me from that keynotes. Day three, there was supply chain. I did not uh, um, visit those um, keynotes. There was one keynote by, by Andreas Otzka of DSAG concerning the digital, tra digital transformation, uh, focusing on licensing topics. And yeah, licensing is still a big topic. Um, and the, the digitalization, of course, is closely linked to an easy access to resources in order to try them out and to explore. And this is where, where licensing stands in the way, usually. Now, SAP is on, on the right track. They have made quite some improvements. That was clearly stated by the SAG. But um, it's not a one-time story. It's a continuous process. And things like digital access have to be improved over time. So I hope... Uh, this point that was addressed by DSAG will be really taken up by, by SAP. Um, what was also um, highlighted was the, the extension of the maintenance for the ERP also means that there should be a valid roadmap that goes beyond bug fixing for the time until I think it's 2030. Um, from my point of view, yeah, that's a fair point. Absolutely. And then there was one announcement and I'm, I'm happy that I, I watched that, that keynote by SAP in that context, I think it was in the discussion, um, they are now offering, or they, they are working on an offering to have a system conversion to S4HANA Cloud for the managed offering of S4HANA Cloud. That's interesting because up to now, if you wanted to go to S4HANA Cloud, this was purely uh, a greenfield approach. And now they, they this looks like, at least that was what I heard, um, now they're also switching to a brownfield approach. So um, what I took away from, from the keynote is I think SAP still a little bit underestimates the hurdles that, that are need to really to be overcome in order to get your hands on SAP offerings. And um, what's important, and that's why I, I appreciate that the SAP Cloud Platform um, uh, trial will be... Uh, available for extended period but uh, that's not the point um and that's also addressed i think in one of, of tobias's tobias hoffman's blogs i want to go from exploration to production so what i need is three tiers um and this this well it's really important because i think if customers cannot get their hands on there this can become a real serious problem now let's switch to day four which was a kind of a let's say special day um, it was all around the, the experience economy, customer experience. Um, I think, at least from, from my perception, it was quite quiet in the area of customer experience. Um, but SAP is fully committed to the area um, and is really making investments. What was interesting for me, I'm, I'm not that deep into the different modules of, of customer experience, of the customer experience portfolios, that the core requests by DSRG are, are basically the same as for S4 and all the other things. It's integration, it's user experience, and it's reliability. I think that's that's especially to, to the mm, perhaps not so new cloud solutions like C4, but I can, can only guess, uh, C4C, sorry. 
Um, so um, DSAG's perception on the, on the topics is that there are some functional gaps, but they are being closed. Um, one big step, obviously, was the acquisition of Emersys um, concerning this, this multi-channel um, experience or omni-channel experience. And there was one announcement that was also on the, on the custom experience uh, event that took place in parallel, uh, the launch of the customer data platform, um, CDP, that is based on the customer data cloud, formerly Gigia, that is now launched, that um, seems to be, as, as I said, I'm not an expert in, in CX, um, important. I, well, I thought that the, the customer data cloud would already be the thing, but obviously there is now one thing on top that you can use. Um, as I said, it's it's not, not my home turf, this CX thingy, um, but I, I liked two contributions within the talks. Um, one was by Bob Stutz of, of SAP. Um, at the end of his talk, he said, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Just write me an email. I do not know if he will answer whatsoever, but I think that's really um, kind of a different mindset. That's, that's a nice statement. And it's quite different than just saying, we listen. It's, hey, if you have a problem, reach out to me. I like that. And then there was a talk from, from a well, different perspective by Rolf Strauss, who was not SAP, not DSAG, um, which, is, which has one, one big statement in there that's not only true for six projects and that I want to highlight here. Um, he raised the question, uh, how do you deliver successful projects? And the answer is, it's not by carrying in um, buses full of junior developers. And it's not a solution to do a staffing by availability. Um, you have to bring in senior project leads and you have to bring in the right people. Um, if they are not available, it's not an option to bring in anybody. I hope a lot of um, responsibles for projects will listen to that. Then there was one other talk on day four that I want to highlight that was not a keynote. Um, I have to highlight that, of course, it was a talk by Holger Bruchelt on um, SAP Embrace. It was uh, one year of Embrace, uh, examples of the SAP Microsoft partnership. He first highlighted, um, or put the spotlight on some common ground between SAP and Microsoft, like sustainability, where both have initiatives where um, uh, going local is one important topic when it especially when it comes to to data security so sap azure uh, sap and and um, microsoft are delivering their their offerings in more and more regions uh, being nearer at the customer and what he highlighted which was a really fair point is that hybrid is reality microsoft has fully understood that and that's also my opinion to be honest um, and he said that's that's easy because Microsoft comes from an on-prem world. It's now a cloud company, but they understood that hybrid is a thing. Um, quite interesting because SAP is also coming from on-premise, right? Um, then he switched over to SAP Embrace per se. Um, he said the interest of customers and partners is high, which is from my perspective, well, underlined by the results of the DSHE survey. Um, and he also highlighted that the reference architectures that were brought out by um, 
Microsoft and SAP are not made in the ivory tower by some high-flying uh, PowerPoint architects, but they are put together um, with customers, partners, and SAP to solve real-world problems in a real-world setup. And he brought up one example that I highlighted last week or the week before, uh, which was the integration of Active Directory with uh, SuccessFactors. And they first trusted the integration with Azure Active Directory. And then customers said and mentioned, well, that's nice, but I do not have an Azure Active Directory. So they enhanced the blueprint in order to take into account um, the on-prem Active Directory. And he also highlighted that he likes to see the incubation that comes along from the community, especially when it comes to tooling and so on and so forth. So um, this talk was special to me, um, not because um, there were some groundbreaking news, but I highly recommend if a recording is available of the talk, and I hope it is, uh, watch it because you will see a highly enthusiastic speaker who really obviously loves what he does. Uh, that's what I honestly missed with some speakers from SAP, to be quite honest. And this was really the, the one of the highlights for me at DSAG, not content-wise, but from the way how things can be presented. Um, yeah, that was it for day four. So now we have um, day five. Day five was... Um, Today uh, is still running. Um, keynote was focusing on human capital management topics by Hermann Josef Haug. And he made some, some general statements on a survey that was made by, by DSAG um, from the human capital perspective on uh, what is important for talents and how to get talents in your company. And most important points are flexible work time, including work from home flexible times for, for the home office work and the, the chance to decide what to do when you work from home. Because, well, it's quite obvious, but obviously it's not obvious. Um, it makes a difference if you are only allowed to, to book your timesheet from home and not do any real productive work. Um, makes no sense. So uh, this is something I think that's quite important for, for companies being DSAG members who are employing people, um, quite valuable things. Then he um, yeah, did a resume on how DSHE influenced um, SAP in the area of HCM, like bringing HCM and travel management available um, on S4HANA on-premise, um, in being integrated there, so you do not need to have uh, success factors or, or conquer there. And also the, the availability of success factors as a cloud-based offering, as a SaaS offering, became much better, um, which was, when I remember correctly, last year's um, DSAG annual conference, a catastrophe. And then he made one announcement that might be interesting, not only for HCM, but also for, for a lot of other guys and girls out there. Um, data security, of course, is a, is a big topic in the public sector. It's a big topic for HCM. And there is a white paper in the making um, while answering some, some central questions on uh, cloud solutions in the public sector and how to deal with them. Well, then he came over to, to the usual topics, usual um, because they have been highlighted in all the other days and they are the same for, for um, 
the topic of HCM. So hybrid is key. So that's for HCM, it's even more important than for the other topics. And end-to-end um, -end processes are important. So um, especially in the area of HCM, you, you have to focus on, on the workflow of employees and not on single solutions. Um, picking up the, the key assets that were mentioned on day one and day two especially, um, he also stressed again that uh, SAP delivered legal changes quite fast, especially in the, in the COVID topics. Um, but he also mentioned the usual obstacles that came along, um, like licensing of new solutions, transferring of existing contracts, and especially the topic of migrating the ECC HCM to the S4HANA HCM, where there is no, where we are not talking about tooling, but we are really talking about the conceptual way. Um, one point that he highlighted, and he was the only one in the whole week, is. Um, if industry cloud means cloud only, there are a lot of open questions in different industries. So from my perspective, I'm, I'm not an HCM guy, but that was a really cool finish of the, of the week, a great talk. And uh, it kind of um, wrapped up the clear uh, red line, the clear storyline of the SHE's topics that they want to address at SAP. And for me, uh, personally, it's always interesting to see um, things from different angles, from different perspectives. And to be honest, HCM for me is always a, a special one um, because they have some really specific constraints that you do not think about in, in other areas. Now, there was one um, further keynote by SAP, which was um, giving up some, some top topics for SAP for 2021 uh, concerning the evolution of the intelligent enterprise. Um, yeah, there the, were the, it's a usual... Um, as for HANA USPs that have been highlighted. Um, and then there was one topic that, yeah, I think I buried that at the, at the deepest end of my, my brain. Um, it was about the future of S4. That was, I think, really the, the original idea. Um, and this was highlighted quite um, impressively that um, the idea of S4 HANA is that you go now from monolith to a real modular suite of LOB capabilities including innovative solutions. And the slide that was presented by SAP had some icons on it. And it was quite clear that the final picture of this modular suit, there is no place for on-premise. And that was quite interesting to see. Um, the target picture from SAP's perspective, which is not unusual in the economy, is um, our customers will no longer consume solutions but they will consume uh, services along a specific process. And that's also the, the goal why SAP wants this modular suite. Then there was one, one number that was highlighted. Um, 14,600 S4HANA customers are there um, or even more. My question on that topic would be, what are S4HANA customers? What I'm interested in is how many customers are live and fully productive with an S4HANA deployment. So customers are, from my perspective, not the right metric. Um, they also highlighted something that was, um, there were some talks during the week uh, concerning analytics, and that's the, the deep integration of analytics in all the solutions of SAP is a central topic, and that's, of course, also a topic on S4. I mean, um, there is the, the SAP Analytics Cloud integrated into S4, and then they, they came to another point, which was extensibility. 
um, which is of course one of the central topics of Esfahana. <clears throat> um, well, because in the past EAP was extended heavily and the topic of the clean core was stressed again. Um, what was quite honest and what is also, what, what is my perception, side-by-side -side extensions are not really facing the uptake that SAP would like to have. So um, there are not the many side-by-side -side extensions that, that there should be. And they heavily want to enable these side-by-side -side extensions via um, giving out further APIs of the S4HANA core in order to, to decouple the, the um, core from the um, extension. Now then, of course, um, SAP Industry Cloud was stressed again. Um, the, the slide that was presented was showing that all industry on one cloud platform. Um, they, they just made that bold statement. They did not really dig into the open question that was raised by, by DSAG concerning what about hybrid? What about the restrictions for some industries? That was not, not that cool. Now, uh, from, from my perspective, once again, industry cloud was pushed forward, um, especially coming from, from another point, from the point of a modular suite. And um, what was also heavily stressed again was that the industry cloud is the playground for partners. Now, as I said, open question remains uh, concerning the industry cloud because it's then cloud only. Um, and again, something that I did not like, the presentation of the clean core by SAP. And this is, was, was not very productive from my perspective. And this is really misleading, especially because the, the audience at uh, DSHG Live are not purely technical people. And I am convinced that from an architectural perspective, a side-by-side -side extension is not the solution to every problem. There will be in-app extensions and there will be extensions in the core because it just makes sense from an architectural perspective. And again, stressing that heavily, the, the, this topic of the clean core, um, I think is not so good, I would say. Okay, um, yeah, that was now quite lengthy session. Um, shortly uh, summing up, um, from my perspective, um, really both sides, DSHE and SAP, had a decent and clear storyline that they followed over the week. Um, kind of special topic was was uh, customer experience, but I think that's the, the na name of the game of customer experience. Um, from my perspective, I'm biased there, but yeah, DSAG addressed the right points, absolutely, in, in really every talk that I saw. Um, not really surprising, I mean, the user group. Um, what was also stressed during all the talks that I now did not highlight in every uh, summary of every day is that the collaboration between DSAG and SAP overall works great. Um, that's also my, my personal experience from what I am in touch with SAP. So that's really something the, the let's say, influencing and the um, bringing forward the feedback towards SAP is really something that works. However, um, it can always become better. And if I did not mention it, it seems that industry cloud is really the new thing in the SAP ecosystem. 
And I would highly recommend for partners to take a closer look at that because that seems to be really the new playground. Um, yeah, hybrid is reality. That's something that DSAG stressed throughout the whole week. Um, SAP said they see it. Now they have to, to follow up on that. Um, there have been some surprising announcements from my perspective in the context of S4 concerning the, the migration, object, uh, a migration option to S4 HANA um, private cloud, um, the, the highly modular target architecture and so on. And well, concerning the, the SAP collaborating with um, hyperscalers, not only Microsoft, I, I would say that's, that's overall, it's a bit foggy. Um, there have been many strange side remarks during um, during the, the five days, especially in the first two days. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm misinterpreting them. Um, I don't know, but but I did not like what I heard. To be honest, uh, it was a bit like like SAP is going back and and pushing back um, hyperscalers. I, I hope I, I really misinterpret that. And what was also a point um, that came across several talks, there wasn't a special talk about that, was um, organizational topics and culture. They have been really stressed in some talks and that becomes more and more important. And um, well, that's, that's arriving now in also in our SAP community. I think in other communities, that's already kind of the, the usual thing. Um, now this is also getting more and more into this special community yeah so um yeah that was not really a long episode um it was a long week for the SHE life i hope i i could give you some some wrap up on the dshe life i hope you enjoyed it i see you again next week then we will have the usual agenda then we will have a shorter session on the topics and yeah, I wish you a nice Friday, a nice weekend, and see you next week. Bye.